welcome everybody to After the Checkers. And uh, I am super excited for this show. Um, legendary driver sitting next to me here. Um, this is Showtime Kent Arment. I am, you have been on my short list of guys to have on this show since the beginning of this show, Kent. And um, there's not a lot of people that have the resume that you do. And so I'm super excited to have you on the show. Welcome to After the Checkers. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, um, so I told you that this, this whole first segment is a, is a get to know Kent Arment kind of a thing. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say some things. You correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So, um, for sure, the winningest with soda modified driver ever. Is that true statement? Uh, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, you know, maybe, God, those guys are catching me, Sabraski and them guys. Maybe they got me by now. I'm not sure, but okay. You know, I've won a few. There's no doubt. But uh, you know, back in my younger days, we used to have used to have fun winning. There's no doubt. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, so I I can confirm you are in the modified. So not not all time wins, but modified wins. You you are the leader in the clubhouse by a lot. Uh, um, so okay. just just in the modified. Um, there's a, there's a little controversy that you are the winningest all cars, all classes that you have won more feature races than anybody in Wissota ever. That's depends on who you ask, but I, the guy I get my stats from, I think is accurate. And, and I think you are the winningest current today, the winningest. Now the guy you mentioned is, is on your heels. <laughs> hard on your yes. heels yeah. yes yeah. um and so do you know what your win total is you know i i don't i remember i hit 500 at one time and it kind of you know i'm sure it slowed down dramatically at that point so <laughs> i don't know for sure shane I mean, is so talented and god you know i watch him race i watch him ogilvy races and uh granite city races and he's wonderful to uh to get around there so and uh, so certainly those guys are going hard and I'm sure they'll catch me and surpass me by whatever. And, and uh, great guys too. Uh, it, Shane's yeah. a great guy in the uh and, and, you know, he works hard, I'm sure, and, and very talented. So he'll probably cruise on by me and just keep on going into the sunset, but that's okay. You know, we had our time and we had fun. So it's all records good. are made to be broken. That's right. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. So, um, so t like, I, I think let's start with the now and go back to the then. And so what, what oh. do you, you would mention you're, you're kind of, you're slowed down a little bit. You're, you're not a, a four or five night a week, two classes every night racer. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're maybe one or two nights a week now, one more often than two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, we start out, you know, going out pretty hard. We'll do, you know, at least two nights right away. Uh, we'll do some Watertown stuff. You know, they're going to do the Advantage RV deal. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, as soon as the Aberdeen starts picking up and getting some speed, you know, I got my daughter racing. Uh, there's another guy that works for me that races another car. So, you know, we got three mods, three A mods going out of my shop and then plus my late model. So it'll be, you know, pretty hectic to get Friday night. Plus, you know, I'm part promoter and track prep and things like that at Aberdeen Speedway here. So, you know, it kind of takes over at that point that, you know, I turn into promoter on Friday and 
And, uh, you know, sometimes on Saturday and Sunday, I want to get away from the, the race and mill a little bit. I mean, I, I do love Miller and, uh, you know, that would be at my Saturday night race. That would race mods and lates. Yep. And then Sunday would be Watertown and all good tracks. And I want people to go there and, uh, and, you know, race, but, you know, I've carried the torch for a lot of years with two cars and three tracks and, and, uh, you know, like I said, I kind of out, I kind of told my wife, I'm like, you know, I've I've done it enough. You know, it's like, you know, I've carried the torch, and I I kind of felt like you have to as a racer. To be honest, you have to keep these places open. You know, yeah. Like the, you know, there's guys that need to step up, and uh, you want to see a place stay open. You have to be that, and if you're, and you have to be honest with yourself. If you're one of these kingpin drivers, you know, maybe you shouldn't be out chasing these. Uh, these points, uh, you know, on these tours and stuff, maybe should be sticking around, making sure they got the they got the guy they can boo uh, yeah, showing yeah. up every night. Can be the you good guy I mean? or the bad guy. Exactly, you know, you you gotta you gotta make sure. And I was that guy, you know, and I was that guy in Huron. I was that guy. They were flipping off in Watertown and shaking the fence and and uh, you know, and they were cheering for Johnny Tesh and 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 uh, Scott Ward. So you know, you need that you need that bad guy that shows up from out of town. And, uh, you know, I always thought about that stuff. You know, I didn't want to see Huron go down. I didn't want to see Watertown go down. And, and, uh, that's how I, uh, I kind of approached it. I, I certainly, you know, I mean, I had a lot of wins and I had a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun. We had, we tried to make it entertaining all the time, you know, because, you know, the racing got, maybe mundane or whatever you want to say to where you had to, you know, Hey, there's a street dance after the races at this town, or you had to go to that and you make sure that people were coming with you were entertained because, you know, it, it does get monotonous after a while. Sure does. That was kind of my deal, I guess the three tracks, like I say, I, I carry the torch and I'm explaining that I know, but that's how I feel. You know, I feel like I had to, I had to carry them. I didn't carry the tracks. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm a promoter, but I had to be the bad guy or I had to go in and, and make sure I showed up every week. So everybody else would show up and the, and they would still run them and they right. would still run the a mods and the late models and, and uh, get the pay and, and do that type of deal. But anyway, that's, that was kind of my thoughts on that. So what else are you doing now? Like you, like you have three full-time, you just described two full-time jobs. You're a track promoter. You, you run four, four different race cars and they're not like thrown together at the last minute race cars. All four are hard, <laughs> lots of moving pieces, race cars. So those are full-time yeah. jobs. And then you are a business owner as well. Oh yeah, I know. We, <laughs> you know, I have an alignment shop. We have a uh, six techs there that my wife's the service writer in the, in the boss i'm the, i'm the guy that uh, you know and i go out and work and i'm in the shop with the guys and and uh you know uh you know i got i got a great bunch of guys honestly it's it's a it's good i do that's for sure but uh do you, do you play you know, the same role do you play the same role at work you're the guy that everyone boos <laughs> i probably am no i don't i don't like to be i like to uh, i like to have a good time you know even at work to be honest and and, uh, you know, I got a, I got a young bunch of guys and we have a good time and, and, uh, you know, certainly, like I say, there's three, three A mods and in, in the, the shop alone that, that go out and they're all kind of based out of my shop. And we have a couple, 
couple different buildings that we have them in and and then my two you know on top of that my late model also so you know and we all team up and we work together you know uh, uh i gotta say cameron my daughter races and uh, so you know along with that we we she works hard on it and we work on the you know obviously back to the shop you know we have the we have the shop too we have to take care of it during the day and at night we go to that and i got a good crew and good guys so it's exciting there's no yeah. doubt during race season it gets busy i bet you it does yeah. i bet it does so so tell us then so we have the the business owner the race car driver the race car owner I, obviously i would i would assume yeah. Yeah. cameron's car is really your car and and you own yeah. your own cars um and then um tell us about racetrack promoter so it's your it's brown county speedway right or is it aberdeen speedway yeah. brown county speedway yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we're yeah, you know, I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're kind of one of, you know, four guys that are kind of involved. Uh, you know, we end up, uh, you know, we got uh, Terry Volts is one of our guys and my wife and Al Neitzel. And it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, we're involved in day-to-day -day operations, you know, fixing fence to track prep, you know, to soak in the track every night to, you know, and Terry does a lot of our you know, sheep's foot stuff and track prep. And then even in between the races, you know, I'm, I'm actually down there in the infield, uh, you know, doing what we're going to change, you know, and where we're going to water sure. and what we're going to do to make the, the track uh, better. And uh, I think it's, I think it's come a long way, you know, I mean, we, uh, uh, Aberdeen here, we didn't have uh, anybody, we've been on the racetrack here through the, the county and nobody been on it. So we kicked, quick through a group together and we all went in and, and, you know, bid on it just to make sure that we had it, you know, that it was going to be by and we made it happen. And, and uh, you know, it's going pretty good. We actually have a good time with it. And it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you. My wife does a ton of work and Terry Volts does a lot. And it's uh, from scheduling to, to doing everything. It, it takes a lot out of a guy for yeah. sure. It's, Even making sure yeah. the right food is there and, and the, the equipment yeah, has yes. fuel in it and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's, there's just, the list goes on and on and on making sure I'm, like I'm the announcer and I'm always in someone's ear going, Hey, that microphone or that, that speaker is not working right. And, and the radio system's not working. Like it's just, you're pulled so many different ways all the time. Kind oh, of yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's good are. that you have a, a good team of people, including your wife to, to like, you're going to go do this. You go do this. I'll do this. You know, everybody can kind of work off each other that way. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's, it's, I have a great team. I mean, I shouldn't say I have a great team. I mean, I, I do, you know, whatever they, whatever they need, but certainly there's some stuff you, you got to just lay off on the next person or, or whatever. And you have to concentrate on what you're doing. And it's uh, it, being a track promoter is, I know everybody, I, I mean, certainly i I know track promoters have always worked hard, but you know, there is a lot of stuff. It's very stressful to do a schedule, to try and work with other tracks, to try and work with other, you know, all over with soda country yeah. to make rules is very difficult and uh, things like that. So it, it's, it's hard to do. I mean, it's not, it's not definitely a glamorous job. It, there's, it is hard, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly not going to take it, you know, the, like I say, from the food service to, to everything you're trying to do everything and then you take everything to heart i mean you'll have your best friends yelling at you i swear to god i mean you'll you will 
I mean, and racers are passionate, so yes. I understand them always have, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty thick skinned, you know, so you, you, you take it out with a grain of salt, you know how it goes. And, and, uh, you know, it, and then it, heaven, it's for, tough. heaven forbid there's a rough track or a, a, a track that isn't perfect <laughs> or something like that. Cause that's your fault too. Exactly. I, I've, I mean, and I work, I mean, nobody works harder than we do to be honest. I shouldn't say nobody does. There's probably other people. I'm just telling you, I mean, we're out there on Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays. I mean, every day of, cause we race Fridays. So, right. I mean, Terry will have, you know, he'll have her ready to go. If we get her bladed, we'll be out there on Sunday. He'll want water and, and I'll be the, I got to get out there and get it done so he can work in the afternoon and we want her hard and smooth. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, so we started, we briefly talked about your racing resume and, mm-hmm. and, and your, your prolific win streak that you went on, uh, you know, through, through the, the peak of your career kind of thing, you were, you were, you were the Shane Zabraski. Like you were the guy that everybody <laughs> either, either didn't want to race or loved to beat. Like if, if you, if you showed up at a racetrack and you beat Kent Arment, Showtime was in your rear view mirror at the end of the night, <laughs> you, you kick somebody's ass. Like that was awesome night. And, um, and so, but there's, all of the, like when I said, Hey, you know, Kent is going to be on the show ev like to a person that I mentioned that to, which is only a handful of people that I mentioned that you're going to be on my show. They mm-hmm. asked, bring up Kurt Gelling because during, during the heyday, he like iron sharpens iron and, and I'm told, and now I don't know Kurt mm-hmm. at all, but I was told that you two were like the rivalry to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were at, you know, we're kind of close to the same age and, and, uh, and certainly, uh, you know, we were, you know, at, at one time, you know, we had pretty good rivalry going, you know, the weird thing is, is we kind of ended up being pretty good friends, to be honest with you. I mean, we ended up, uh, you know, we had, we went out for dinner together and him and his wife and my wife and, and, uh, and certainly, uh, you know, I mean, and, you know, if we need, if, if uh if we need advice or we need some you know anything we would you know certainly advise we can talk to kurt or whatever and he's pretty good to get along with you know we don't have any we don't have any trouble at all anymore but you know certainly there was a time where it was i wish i was the promoter back then let's put it that way because uh, <laughs> the crowd was going crazy you know and we like to portray that a little bit you know we did that with our uh you know we had kind of a a rivalry a shootout between me and him uh uh, you know, not last year, but the year before. And, and we kind of played it up a little bit, but honestly, you know, the older you get, you know, and, and, you know, there's nobody that race harder, harder than Kurt. I mean, that guy is, he is tough to beat. And that guy has eyes in the back of his head. There's no doubt there. And uh, we have fun racing together and, and things like that. Now we both have kids racing together. In fact, our kids are going to prom together. What? Oh. That's a crazy. I know it. That's crazy. Right. Hatfields and McCoys. That's that's like <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah, that's that's just crazy. I don't you know, they're not dating or anything. I think it was more of a you know that they, they both needed, you know, they needed both the uh, were available and and uh I think he asked and she said yes, so what the hell, you know, and and so yeah, they'll do that deal. And yeah, so that's weird too, you know. everybody thinks we always hate each other, but we always you know, we had, there was a time we didn't really hate each other. Don't get me wrong, but 
I think we always respected each other, but right. there was nobody I wanted to beat rather than him. And I'm sure it's the same way on the other side. You know, we were we were racing through the pack, and that was back when we had to start, you know, 22nd, 24th in a mod field. It was total point invert. So, and uh, you know, we'd be going through the crowd side by side, you know, and we had 18 to 20 laps to pass 24 cars, and and uh, we had lots of wins back then too, and so did he. So. We were racing each other through the pack, <laughs> watching each other. We had a good time back then. It was it was certainly a lot of fun and and but the, like I say, I have a lot of respect for Kurt. He's a great racer, won a lot of stuff, and certainly every night he gets on the track, he's tough to beat. And never count him out. I mean, he'll have I never seen a guy that'll have a terrible season and you get you give him ten grand to win and he's gonna be up front. He's I mean, already there, yeah. Yeah, he is good. He he plays around for a long time, you know, nowadays uh, and trying stuff. But when it comes time to payday, he's there. So he's tough for sure. That's but, awesome. Yeah, certainly the Gelling deal. That, that was always fun. There's no doubt. And like I say, I do wish I was uh, – Scott Daly was our promoter at the time. and I'm sure he uh, uh, played it up well back then. And You made his job good. easy. I did. I did. Yeah. We did. I should yes. say, yeah, we had a good time. You were, you were talking about starting, you know, 24th in a 20 lap race and, and, you know, got to make hay when the sun shines kind of, uh, that's kind of the recipe for some hurt feelings. Like there's going to be some hurt feelings coming, you know, you gotta, you're going to pass two cars a lap. It, like you, otherwise you ain't getting to the front in oh, time yeah. kind of a thing. Yep. And, and sometimes you start, I followed this guy for three laps. I got to go kind of thing. You're going to, you got to make a move kind of thing. So there's going to be some hurt feelings yes. coming through there, but. Oh yeah. There, I mean, I, that's funny. You bring that up actually, because Terry tells a story all the time, you know, Volts was our promoter when, it, when we still had our rivalry going, he ended up taking over the track at that point. And, and, uh, and I, I'll, I, more than once he's been handing me the trophy in Aberdeen and shaking my hand and telling me he would have black flagged me for that race if uh if he was the flag man and I, I i swear to god more than once he uh, said that and so like i say i i mean i brought my friends with me i wasn't making them there's no doubt exactly there. yeah and we had to pass a lot of cars but it was nice when they went to that 12 uh invert i think and i think it's now it's nine or something right nine or 12 or something that depends on the heats but you know certainly it, it was a lot easier when it was 12 yeah, I shouldn't say it was a lot easier because you still got fast guys up there, but it certainly uh, uh, you know kind of helps metal. it out. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, saved on the sheet metal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, for sure. So, um, is there is there the other thing that's maybe the biggest accomplishment of your of your career is is to my knowledge in the in the half an hour of research I did today. I think you are the only driver in Wasota history to be the late model and modified national champion in the same year. Yeah, I think, uh, I think so. Yeah, that, that was, and that was a pretty special year. I was, I was pretty fortunate. Uh, that was back in the Craig Thatcher years and Craig's a hell of, we still get along with Craig and Mary Thatcher from over East over there, but you know, he had kind of a, maybe a down season or, or whatever happened. And we actually wrapped up that mod deal pretty early that year. And, and so that it kind of allowed us to concentrate on the late model a little bit more. And, and like I say, I'm kind of always a mod guy that races a late model. 
So I always say I'm a late model guy. So I'm more of a mod guy that races a late model. So, I mean, we had to, we had to kind of, uh, we concentrated on late model that year and it just kind of fell together the way it worked out. And, and we ended up having a great season in both, but like I say, we did end up wrapping that mod went up early. So it kind of allowed us to travel, concentrate more, a little bit on the late model Sure. and end up working out for us too. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Like that is a, and it, no one else ever done it. And so it is, it is, that's a massive accomplishment. I think anyways, um, something to hang your hat on, you know, long after, long after you hang the steering wheel in the yeah. garage and say, I'm never, I'm never getting in a car again. Uh, uh, whenever yeah. that, you know, hopefully that day is a long time from now, but, but, um, so is there anything, is there anything I'm leaving out of your resume, your, your racing resume? I don't, I, you know, I don't think so. I mean, that's kind of, I guess you said more than I even knew most of it, you know, I, I knew I was getting up there and wins, but I don't like to look at the, you know, what we've done. I like to look at where we're going, I guess. <laughs> so I never really know. Yeah. But uh, certainly I, you know, they, when I'm watching Shane race, they talk about how many wins he had and it's just amazing to me. I'm thinking, you know, and I'm sure he's wondering, he's always like, you know, I'm, probably wondering god i got a lot of wins i don't even remember like at least 300 of them you know he probably doesn't either and i'm probably and i think the same thing you know i'm like god i don't even remember a lot of them wins but of course nobody remembers all of them but no like, you can't possibly yeah no no and and uh, you know you have a lot of stories though there's no doubt there that's, for sure. that's the thing but, is there's always the 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 you'll you remember how you felt during all of the wins or you know, when you're just clicking them off, you know, she, I've been witness to a lot of Shane's wins because of the tracks where I announce at it. Shane is, those are his local tracks. And, and, um, it, and every now and then, like during an interview, I'll be like, do you ever get tired of like your, your two wins a <laughs> night, every damn night. And I was like, Nope, you never do. Like, I just want the next one and the next one and the next one kind of thing. And so I don't know that Shane, we could, I could have him back. He's been on the show as too. Um, I, I don't know that Shane knows the number right off the top of his head. Katie, his wife knows the number right off the top of her head. So yeah. It is. Uh, uh, and it's, there's a, there's a, a pretty good, a pretty good chance of hitting 800 wins this season for Shane. And so, um, so we'll see, you never know. Like you, it's like, you just never know. But uh, they're they're knocking on the door of of 800 feature wins throughout all of his career. So that's that's pretty impressive, oh, wow. I think. So very uh, impressive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, okay. So the second segment that's kind of the the get to know Kent Arment, get to know Showtime a little bit. Um, <laughs> the second segment of the show here is always called the Rascal Aluminum Rapid Fire Questions, and this is sometimes drivers get pretty nervous because. They, not all of these questions are racing related. And so, oh, um, okay. yes, exactly. So mm -hmm. awesome. So Rascal Aluminum, I, it, I should talk about them a little bit. Um, great aluminum company, uh, kind of a new new kid on the block as far as aluminum, uh, but they are stacked to the gills. We're right in the middle of, of you know, if you, if, you're, if you don't have your body done, then you absolutely need to be calling them right now uh, because yep. racing kicks off almost everywhere in three or four weeks and so from that's from the time that we're recording this not from the time you're you're seeing this and so um mm -hmm. give them a call uh find them on facebook send them a message 
Abby and Rob are, are definitely ready to, to get your aluminum, you know, get, get your cars ready to go. So, um, okay. So first, first of the rapid fire questions, what is your biggest regret in your racing career? Um, not racing more, probably when I was fast for sure. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, sh I shouldn't say I'm not fast now, but I would say probably, I wish I would have done. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I just wish I would have done more back then. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I just would have probably traveled more or whatever and done different tracks and, and, uh, and had fun with it. Not that I, not that I couldn't do that now, but it, it I, when you're younger, you can do it now. It's a lot easier. Yeah. My dad, you know, my dad's passed away. We got the business. It's just hard to, to do back then I could do it. And now, and I didn't. And now that's what I regret for yep. sure. Yep. More, more seat time. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Have more fun with it. Travel yeah. more. Yeah. Okay. So, so second question is kind of along the same lines, maybe almost the opposite. What, what are you most proud of in your racing career? Oh, let's see. I'd probably say, you know, kind of raising the kids in the racing deal. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, they're not doing drugs. I mean, we got pretty level-headed kids. Most of the kids running around the pits aren't, you know, they're good kids. I don't think they're, you know, they might crack a beer or whatever when they're on yeah. their age or whatever. But for the most part, you know, it's good family fun. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's, you know, you, anybody can probably say, that, oh, the racing's bad. And you spend all your money. Yeah, you do. You spend yeah. what you probably shouldn't. I mean, we all have done it. But, you know, your kids got brought up, you know. In a I great mean, environment. In it, I think so. Yeah. You know, it's not it, all bad. They're not doing drugs. It don't seem like. So. I would say they're brought up in an environment where if you, if you work hard and do the right things, there's a literal trophy for that. Like I yes. worked hard and I won and, and there isn't a trophy for 22nd. I showed up. Right. There's, there's, it's, there's winners and there's losers and that's how real life is. And too often today, there's only winners. And that just isn't real. And so um, I agree. And I agree totally. And yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Especially, I think we all agree if we're in the racing industry or we're, or we race, we know that there should be a winner and there should not be, you know what I mean? We all yes. kind of probably think that way. We don't think everybody should get a blue ribbon for no. sure. You yes. know? Yeah. So exactly. You know, I, I agree totally. Yeah. You the can. guy getting 22nd knows he shouldn't get a trophy like that's you know like yeah exactly and, and even, yes even if you are a, a god love the guy who always is in 22nd place or the guy that is is the win one b main like that guy and i and i don't necessarily mean hot carl uh i mean the guy who's perpetually in the b main that that's doing it on the absolute shoestring budget some of my very favorite drivers are shoestring budget guys because they're out there just kicking as much ass as they can on, on somebody's hand me down, hand me down tires, like a, a yeah. fast guy ran them, a sort of fast guy bottom. And then he threw them away and this guy's now running them. And, and <laughs> you know what I mean? There's guys that do that yeah. because, because tires are freaking expensive and, and yeah. they're a disposable commodity and, shit there's still tread showing like it might not be good tread but it'll work for me and so um uh it's you know i i love every one of the racers the guys that show up with a half ton pickup truck and an open trailer and a toolbox in the back of the pickup truck i love that there's and there's 
that guy makes more spectators on his way to the to the racetrack than the guy in the stacker that's all white with a with a with the only sticker on it says not for hire that that i mean most everybody (laughs) has that going to the racetrack now little kids don't see that and go oh my god look at that they see the open trailer with the with a pure stock or with a with a modified or hell there's a couple guys uh ryan michelson is the one that comes to my mind with the wedge truck and the late model the open trailer kind of trailer late model Mm -hmm. on on the wedge truck on the way to the racetrack little kids see that and go dad i want to do that and so i love that kind of stuff so oh yeah in fact that's good for the sport i mean we talk about that all the time being the promoter business enclosed trailers really kind of kill the sport you know on friday on fridays you know we always pull my daughter's car out by the front of our you know we we got some another building running some open property right by the busy highway. We got to pull it out there, you know, and, and get it all ready. Cause when you're a kid, that's what you remember. Yes. That's what I remember. Yes. You know, is, is, is if they were towing around, you followed them, you, you know, a ship we used to, you know, everybody looked at that stuff. And now that they're all enclosed, it is kind of a downfall to the sport having that thing all enclosed with not a lot of decorative stuff on it. I'm in the same way, you know, yes. it's all white with, you know, not for hire on it. The only sticker on there. It's, uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's bad because that's the way it went, but yeah, it's good to have the open trailer still around. I, I wish there was more of them for sure. You know, that came out that way. It's good. That's good for the sport. I'm having a, I'm having an idea right now that some promoter somewhere needs to have the open trailer nationals where that you, <laughs> yeah. you can't show up with a toter. Like you can, you can be the guy with the stacker, but that night you need to find a, a an open trailer and bring your crap on an open trailer. And otherwise you can't race. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That yeah. would, that would be good. The open trailer awesome. national there. Yeah. <laughs> you That's bet. an idea, man. That's a good idea. I'm going to write that down when yeah. we're done. So um, <laughs> don't you be taking my idea now, Kent. <laughs> yeah there you go rock County speedways happening at the exactly. end of the year the open trailer nationals um yeah okay what is your favorite movie all time hmm boy that's a good one i'm a movie watcher too are you let me see yeah i love every type of movie let me look let me think it just for a minute John, that's a tough one. Oh my gosh you know i'd have to say like um um Gosh, dang. I, I'm i trying to think right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I go to all kinds There's of movies. There's so many too. that go through your mind. Yeah, you know, something probably with Ryan Reynolds there, you know, with the, oh my gosh, I That's don't know. That's Deadpool then. Like Deadpool is Deadpool, his- Deadpool 2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Deadpool 2 would probably be, probably, probably my favorite would be Deadpool for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just so classically funny. And like, I, I remember watching that and like getting, getting the joke later like like there was so many like yeah. like what that did oh i get it like it there's like little joke grenades but yep no i like those yep. kind of stupid stupid man humor movies myself there's my favorite so you bet you yeah bet. um okay so question number four um kent armet uh legendary dirt track racer wins uh mega powerball hundreds of millions of dollars buys a yacht puts it in the ocean 
What is the name of the yacht? Showtime. Easy. That's an easy one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I suppose, you know, it sounds kind of corny or, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, just relaxing or something like that. But yeah. probably Showtime, you know, you'd have to. I, I love never Showtime. I guess I'll, I don't use that one very often, but I suppose if, if you were to ask anybody else, that would that's what they would guess probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, just chilling. <laughs> so there's uh, Dale Earnhardt is, is like obviously obviously one of the best racers ever. His yacht was named Sunday Money. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is perfect. And so yeah, so no, I like Showtime. And so speaking of Showtime, give me one mm -hmm. other driver, world worldwide doesn't have to be a dirt track guy. One other, one other. I'm not even going to say driver. One other racer that has the nickname Showtime. Uh, I McGrath. I, McGrath. That's a, he was. He was on my list. I shot of uh, Jeremy McGrath motor, you know, motorcycle. The king of Supercross, seven-time Supercross champion, Jeremy Showtime McGrath. Um, yeah. One of my childhood heroes was a guy by the name of Tom Hoover. Do you know who Tom? It was a a funny car driver. Like I'm from Brainerd, Minnesota. My where I'm sitting right now, I'm literally a thousand feet away from the like that direction right there. Right. Uh, from the starting line at BIR where the NHRA nationals are a thousand feet away from me. Really? A wow. kid, we went all the time and Tom Showtime Hoover was, was a funny car driver back in the day. And then um, the other one is a, um, uh, a snow cross guy named Carl Showtime Shibitsky. And so, yeah, those, those are the ones I could think of. Oh, what the heck? I just got that McGrath, but I've been to Brainerd three times. It's awesome there. It's very good. So and, to BIR or to the dirt track? No, the BIR. Yeah. And yeah. I, the worst, I always tell people the worst part of drag racing is that they televise it. You have got, you have to go to a drag race to enjoy, to just feel the power to experience of experience it. It is, it is nothing like television. Exactly. It yes. is a sport that you like our sport, our dirt track, you, you feel it because there's dirt all over your face and in your nose and in your ears and that sort of stuff. You, you, you experience it because it's loud, relatively loud. Um, and yep. then you smell it like race fuel is like, it's, I'm convinced it's what heaven smells like when the, when the gates open up into heaven, <laughs> it's going to smell like race fuel. Um, uh, at least I hope it does at sure. an NHRA event. If, if you smell the fuel, you will cry. Like it is yes, your exactly. eyes start water, your nose starts to run because it's, it's pure nitromethane. It burns like, like hot sauce in your eyes. It's crazy. And you don't, it's not loud. Like our sport is loud. You feel like it, it hurts your chest when they go by there. There's so much concussion in the air. It's just, oh, it's just amazing. It is amazing that you have, if you, I always, I tell people that I just told a guy yesterday, he was coming and said, he's going to go to Brainerd for the first time. I said, you have to go. Yes. It's amazing. It, it's unbelievable. The, yeah. You don't even have to be a drag race fan. You don't have to know anybody and, and you'll love it. Yes. And yeah. he's going, he's camping actually. Uh, he's taking his family. So he's camping off the premises, which used to be really tough when you were there. I know back in the day when I went, you had to, it was a little rough and tumble in the oh, it's, pit yeah, area it's, there. It's, it's there's parts of it that still is, but there's they cleaned it up a lot. <laughs> oh well, that's too bad. You know that's what they always say. I cleaned it up. Well, that was 
part of the stuff you know but i was back in the day when you know like joe amato was doing you know he's in the fours and yeah and the quarter mile deal god it was amazing i just loved it but yeah i'm sure it's as good now as it was then and or if not better but you know they're running a little shorter but uh certainly uh bir is a great great time i'm sure and it's yeah something everybody should experience yeah you should experience it for sure so Okay, so that is the Rascal Aluminum uh, rapid fire questions, all five of them. The last segment here, and we have a new sponsor that everyone's going to know right away, is Weir's Machine. Chad Weir's, um, that yeah. everybody's got at least one or ten parts on their race car that that Chad yeah. invented um, uh, and manufactures. So this is going to be called the Weir's Machine Pay It Forward question. And so um, we've had a pay it forward question for a long time where my last guest gets to ask you a question and then you are going to ask my next guest a question. So my last guest was, was a, um, is a name that you're going to recognize, I think is Mackenzie Michelson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her yeah. Is Mackenzie Gertis. And so, yep. um, so she was my last guest and, and her question is, I think, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I think is a tongue in cheek, uh, 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 a sort of a joke question for you, but she wanted to know is the reason it took so long for you to put car, uh, Cameron into a car is because you're afraid that she was going to be faster and you didn't want her showing up <laughs> your old dad. Yeah. Well, it, uh, you know, not, not really. Um, <laughs> you know, to be honest, I thought my oldest one was maybe going to kind of push her way into there. And, and I was kind of shocked that my youngest one wanted in there. Actually, Shelby, my oldest one, I, I kind of thought she maybe would have wanted to. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I never, I never asked her, you know, that if she wanted to do it or pushed him that way. And, and she kind of, you know, started kind of hinting around and torturing me a little bit. And, you know, you know, I ended up, I ended up having a car and we kind of worked our way from a couple of old junker cars we had and, and, uh, things like that. And, and she's kind of worked her way up and, and you know, like I, like I told her, you got to see the, you know, she does uh, now back to, she got to do a great job. I said, we're not going to go out and we ain't wrecking stuff. You know, we can't spend a bunch of money. You know, we got to see some checkered flags. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't learn anything sitting on the trailer. So, you know, she goes out, she keeps her nose clean and she's getting better and better and, and does a great job. And I would, you know, like I say, you know, you hate to push them into something like that when they're young you know i started when i was 21 and she's only 20 now so she's you know started racing it or she's not 20 yet excuse me she's 19 started racing at 18 or early 18s or yeah maybe 17 you know but you know i probably shouldn't uh you know i she just never really showed interest until then and uh and like i say it and and we've had a good time with it but you know like i say i was shocked that she wanted to do it you know it, She's always been kind of the more cautious one of my daughters. So the other one, I think she'd do well also. And not that Cameron doesn't. I think they both would do well. And I would have done it, either one for sure if they wanted to. So you did know, eventually. Off, did, did they, were you just at the track and she jumped in your car and took a couple laps? Is that Was that you her know, first? I'm, I'm trying to, it's funny you say that. I was trying to remember exactly how it went. And, and oh, you know, she did. She said she'd hot lap. And by gosh, you know, we, we hot lapped in Miller, which is a little bigger track than I wanted to see her really get her first time in, but she hot lapped in Miller and she didn't look too bad. She did pretty good. That was in my car. She jumped in it and got in and 
roared around there a little bit and she looked good and I I went up and got on the track and told them to let her out on her own of course I didn't want anybody else out right, there and yeah. they were packing track and, and they let her rip a few laps off and you know kind of before the races and uh, she did a good job and she did that a couple times that's uh, you're bringing back my memory and she did she did a good job and and uh her mother and I were talking and it's like well you know you know we do have this that and the other thing laying around we could probably you know I had a USMTS car that I've been kind of an older Hughes car and I said ah what the hell you know we don't need two cars you know what the you know what the hell well we'll get her in that and put her in and I was kind of thinking well that would be a good you know starter car and yeah and she did great you know we had Clayton Wagaman's old uh Hughes car from out nice. here you know Clayton yeah. there and yeah and uh and uh yeah, you know, uh, so we had his car, his old Hughes car, and ripped around with that for a while. And she had a, and she she did good in that. And so we we upgraded her a little bit last year with JMR car, and she's been doing good. And and uh, with that, so you know, we're making strides. In fact, she told me she don't want a newer car. She doesn't want anything different. She likes her car. <laughs> yeah, that's and sometimes you, you once you find comfortable, like that's that's a way to yeah. go faster. Like if you're constantly trying to f- figure out a car. You ain't getting any faster until you can feel comfortable in that car. And so that's well, exactly. Yeah. You know, that you're you said it too, and that's it too, you know. And and a lot of times I, you know, I try and help a guy out, I'll switch stuff on him. And I and the guy that works for me, I'm always I try a lot of different stupid stuff anymore and and goofy things and setups I've heard or whatever. And and uh so I'll be throwing something at his car and you know, he's a newer driver too. And and, I, and he starts yelling at me and I agree with him. He's like, you guys, you got to quit messing my car. I got to get some laps on, you know, and learn how to drive this thing before you start messing with it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm the, I'm the worst. I'm uh, trying stuff all the time, but, but uh, you know, I shouldn't pass that on to anybody. <laughs> Not yet. They got to race for about 20 years and then right, you can exactly. Do it, you know? And then you can start being dumb. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, I just do that stuff anymore. And we have, we have a good time with it. Uh, Jay McDonald's a good friend of mine from out yeah. there and builds empires. And we're always going back and forth. Hell, we talk a couple times a week, sometimes trying different stuff, but you know, we have fun with it for sure. Yeah. Jay but, is, uh, um, Jay, Jay and I've done an interview and then Jay is, is a bit of a shy guy. Like he's not a spotlight seeker by is. any means. Yes. And, uh, and he actually, we did the interview and he called me back afterwards and said, can we not show that? And I'm like, of course, like if you don't want it up, I'm not going to force you to, man, that's no problem. So, but I'm, I'm going to stay after him. Like he's, he's too big a part of this sport to not, not hear from kind of a thing. So, and oh, he's, he's bigger than you think. Yeah, he I is. know. And, and he makes like his for a long time, the same, the sort of Chevelle looking sail panel on the side of the modified, like it yeah. doesn't have the normal sail panel. And I just absolutely love the look of that sort of cool Chevelle look to the side of his cars or for a while. Anyways, oh. it was the side of his cars. Oh yeah. He was, I tell people that all the time. I just told him the other day, I said, there ain't nobody that can make a, a mod look better than Jay McDonald. No, I swear to God. So beautiful. I mean, I was, I was racing down South one time in Arkansas and I had, I had Wayne Brooks come up to me. I don't know if you know Wayne Brooks, but he's, he's an old time racer. Him and Mark Martin used to race all the time. And I was in, I was down in, uh, you know, close to Batesville, Arkansas, up in Springfield area racing a, a mod show. And I, Wayne Brooks comes up to me and he says, and he told me, he says, that's about the nicest mod he ever seen. 
and uh, he wanted to know if uh, I wanted to hold water because the guy that made that sheet metal cut them sheet metal so close to that bar he wanted to hold water on my decking <laughs> but Jay just does a great job and he's a good friend and to be honest I mean it like I say he's more in the sport than people think yeah I'm telling you if there's a if there's a debate on a rule uh, he is definitely in favor of saving money and doing yep. the right thing and getting the sport to move forward, keeping with soda, a uh, viable uh, sanctioning body. I mean, he's, he's got his, you know, he's got his, uh, he's, he's more of the sport than he thinks. I'm sure he is. And uh, people don't even know. Cause I mean, if, if there's a rule or something that I'm thinking, you know, he'll, we'll talk back and forth and, and about the good the bad right and it's hard to make rules like i say i'm a promoter and i've been there it's hard to make rules everybody thinks it's so easy we'll go in there there's there's two three ten ways to look at every rule yes i mean you can go this way or that way and it's hard you know and and uh, so and certainly the his advice is there's is, the surface is, of the rule like what 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 the rule is because this situation happened we need this rule but then there's the yeah. tentacles of the rule, like the unintended yes. consequences of that rule down the road kind of thing. And, and the good promoters, the good sanctioning bodies have to think about the, the next level and the next level and the next level of a certain rule kind of a thing. It can't just be, in my opinion, anyway, it can't be a gut reaction to a single, a single event, you know? Yes. And it, it, it uh, you know it kind of happened this year with a rule and I want to even bring you know bring it up we had to we revise some things and, and and I think we I think we're on the right track to you know slow things down especially with the price of everything yeah. not to make a bunch of weird rules but anyway that's that's a whole sort of deal but like I say Jay's definitely got his finger on the pulse of uh, racing and yes. if you want to talk to a guy that knows what's going on he's he's definitely in the know for he's sure in that guy so. Yeah. Okay, so we'll wind it up here. Is you get the chance to ask my next guest a question, and my next guest is the is a guy by the name of Josh Bolio, who races primarily out of Bemidji. Um, also races a modified. Josh uh, is probably best known for always having the best looking car. Um, in fact, at the national banquet, won the best appearing car in all of Wasota. Um, uh, voted on by the fans and other drivers and all that other kind of stuff. Um, and so a, a guy and his cars are always just unique and spectacular. Um, but races out of Bemidji, kind of the opposite end of Wissota from, from you. Um, so what, what would you, what would you, what would your question for Josh be? Well, you know, I, I've, uh, I always wanted to be like, keep my stuff so nice so i i would i'm jealous like how does he take that much time to keep his stuff so good and you know what i mean I, i'm just like i i would have to know i know there's a couple of guys i race against that i have really good looking cars every week but uh you know how do they how do they keep that how can they be so anal with that stuff sometimes and i always wonder about that and uh so i would probably ask him that i okay. mean it, that that is i mean i'm and i'm always very intrigued on you know because i'll be like ah oh, we're gonna have to run that right rear and because we have to we got to get ready and load up you know or whatever you know and, and it's like well gosh you know i want to be i want to be a little more 
concerned about that all the time, but I'm just have a tough time getting to that right. point. You know, yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Sometimes I don't wash my car. I'm not that guy, you know, I mean, I won't even unload my mod sometimes and I'll just go to the track, change gears and everybody's got their shit washed up. And I'm like, gosh, my stuff's not even washed. Me. Joe dirt showing Someone, up over here. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm like, God, I'm embarrassed. You know, it's like, geez, I got to get there and wash my stuff. And you know, these guys that are just more anal and have their stuff looking great all the time. I just want to know, like, how would they just, I mean, they just push themselves to make it look good and they do everything or they just have so much lots time on their hands, you know, lots of help. But they must have lots. Yes, that yeah. could be, you know, but I, you know, the problem is I wish I was better that way because I would take the help and go, Hey, we have to do this or that or something different. You know, I'm always amazed that way, but that's great that he is. I mean, that's amazing that he can, you know, get that done every week. I think sure. a lot of it comes for Josh. A lot of it is his rap as well. Like the, the, I think the guy that, um, and I shouldn't even say here, but I'm, I'm almost positive it's outlaw. Uh, Jordan Tullickson is, I think, who does his raps. And um, oh yeah, um, and they're they're spectacular. They always have this cool theme to them. And, and, uh, and I think those ideas come from Josh and we'll, we'll find out on the show next week when, when I'm interviewing him, we'll find out all about that. That's, it's like <laughs> question number one is, uh, is tell us about the, where those ideas come from, man. So, but, um, he's also this, this sign right here, we're going to talk about that, uh, a, a lot on next show, because that, that whole thing right there came from Josh and, uh, as a gift to me. And so I am, I am pretty excited. That's my little after the checkers logo. And the, like, I am like, if you could see this side of my office, it's all American flags. And then this one's over there on that side. So, but uh, we're going to find out the story behind that thing and, and all of my army stuff up here and yeah, fun stuff. So cool. um, Kent, I, I, I know you're a super busy guy and I'm, I'm glad we got this in before season really kicked off and there was zero chance that we were going to connect for, for 45 minutes on, on the, on the zoom machine here. So um, thank you very much for doing this. I, I very much hope to get down to one of your tracks and I, I sort of secretly hope that maybe you make it up North to run one of our tracks up here this, this summer. Oh, I'd, I'd love to. I know, you know, with, uh, you know Clayton and stuff. He's running my shocks over there. I want to get over there, and Jay yeah. tests over there a lot, and and is at the races and goes to your racetrack, yes, as well. And and I'd love to get up there and race with them guys, and and kind of uh you know race with all the team JR, JMR guys. And, yes, and uh, listen to Hot Carl. You know, yes. I mean you gotta yeah. you gotta go race with him, right? Exactly. And, uh, well, and and so, the only way you're gonna keep that seven A from beating all your records is to come up north and beat them. <laughs> beat him so he doesn't get another win oh yeah he's just incredible over there it's amazing yeah he, and what a what a great guy and uh you know him and uh mass too i mean both them guys they just gotta they're a hell of a guys to watch in the super stock and they aim out of uh, of yes. course also and mass and the late models too but certainly fun to watch them to uh go go back and forth with the super stock i yes i mean i'm not Dip, you know discounting the mod and the late model but god those guys are fun to watch for yeah, sure yeah I, I every now and then for those of us that are right in central minnesota here where we get to see we get to see as i call them the triplets tim dave and shane 
like their names are Tim, Dave, and Shane, and you only have to say their first names and everybody knows who you're talking yeah. about. We we get to see those guys in super stocks all the time. And, and we just take it for granted that that's what super stock racing looks like. And it's, it's, it, it's just crazy really, you know? And so they, the number of wins that those three guys have combined in a super stock car is it'll never be touched. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. you know, I, Tim was, uh, wasn't Tim Johnson. Was he in the super stock last year? A little bit, or? a little bit. Yep. He run, uh, Tim, Tim's a lot like Kent Arment where I've been there and I've done that and I'm just going to show up when I want to show up and I'm going to not show up when I don't want to show up. And so, uh, uh, so he shows up when there's big money or, or, uh, his son is racing now. And so he shows up a lot to kind of help out him and get things set up and advice and that sort of stuff, which Tim's advice is always just put this one on the floor and turn left. And so it's, Oh like, God, I know. Yeah. I got a quick Tim Johnson story. Do you have yeah, a minute please do. or not? Yeah. So, uh, so I, I'm leading the 100 at the, at Heron, which is a pretty big, uh, deal for me, you know, it's like the highest paying mod show that I'll probably ever race. And, and I'm leading the, I'm leading the race, right. I've led it before I've crashed and broke, or I broke, I think one time, but it doesn't matter. But anyway, I mean, I've won it in Aberdeen, the Western, but I've never, anyway, I'm leading the deal in Heron and, and Tim Johnson's in second. I don't, and he's like, there's a restart. And the things, it's a long race anyway, seems to be anyway, because it's 40 laps or whatever. Exactly. He's chucking, he's throwing slide jobs on me every lap and every, not every lap, but every restart. And there's constantly another restart. And I'm like, I am so freaking out. You know, I'm, I'm leading the 100, you know, and it pays like, I don't, I can't remember what it, what it, what it paid or whatever, 7,000 or whatever. And uh, we go under, we're under yellow again. And Timmy rolls up to me. And, uh, and like I say, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know him real well. And I look over at him and he's just like giving me the thumbs up. Like he's just this jacked, you is, know, yes. like we're just racing like animals, you know, for the win at the 100. And I'm like, I'm not near that excited. I'm nervous as hell. I need the money. you know. Yeah. And yeah. Timmy's just over there having a blast, you know? And I'm like, God, that guy was chucking everything at me every every restart. But I don't know. He probably doesn't even remember the race. But we, I, I tell the story all the time. I'm like, you know, I don't know Tim Johnson that well, and I watched him race a lot of times, and he is a hard charger. And I was like, yeah. I was getting sick of them restarts. So man, he was giving me all I had to handle. I figured one of them times I wouldn't counter and get the lead back or whatever. But we were. Uh, I, I still think that was the greatest thing ever. When I look over and he's giving me a thumbs up, just check. Uh, you know, having a good time. Sorry, I got my dog barking. There, That's but. all right. That's all right. Yeah, Tim, we always say all the time that you could put Tim in a wheelbarrow and he's still going to win the race. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's definitely, definitely has fun out there too, for, for sure. Well, I think the dogs are telling us that it's time to go. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> sorry right. about that. Must be someone he doesn't like here. <laughs> yeah. Well, here. There we go. That's all right. No worries. So um, uh, I, I appreciate the time, Kent, and uh, I, I very much hope to, to meet you in, in person uh, eventually. I, I very, very much want to get down and, and see your little trio of tracks down there. And, uh, yeah. and, and if, you, if you make it up, I will absolutely make a point to come over and, and knock on your door. For sure. That'd be great. <laughs>
You bet. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you very much, Kent. You bet. Thank you. You bet.